0: everybody, it's the Way of Rock podcast with Jeff and Jack. How is everything doing? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing alright. Yeah? Uh, yeah? I'm doing fine.
0: Have you recovered?
1: Yes, I, I have.
0: Good. You've had a few days home now?
1: A few days, yes.
0: If everyone remembers, Jack went to Rockfest in Wisconsin. So it, we are going to talk about Rockfest today.
1: In Wisconsin.
0: Wisconsin. Did we decide on the pronunciation of the city? Is it Cadet?
1: I believe it's Cadot. Cadot um our resident wisconsin native seemed to believe it was kadot i still um i still want to call it kado i just think that makes more sense and is less i don't know but uh, I, I it's we have a, a similar situation i, I here. kind
0: of know where it is I've driven across Wisconsin many, many times. It's in
1: the middle of nowhere. I'm
0: a big fan of Wisconsin. I like the middle of nowhere-ness about it.
1: It's very middle of nowhere. I
0: like the weather there.
1: The weather's fine. Yes. The
0: people are fun. Yeah.
1: Um, it's a very cool state. So I'm going to have to censor this because Chris Jericho didn't censor it, but because he's a menace. But he was the first band that we saw. So we got there just in time for Fozzie to hit the main stage on day one, which uh, would have been probably in the th- two to three o'clock range um, in the afternoon. And during Fozzie's set, Chris Jericho, he goes, uh, starts talking about Kadat. And he goes, who here is from Kadat? And then like three people cheered. And he was like, yeah, nobody. Um, because uh, a big theme is that it's it's people from all Well, the
0: great thing about that, though, is they're able to put on a big festival that draws from... Now I did look at a map, so they're drawing from many Midwestern cities. The closest probably being like the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, yeah. Like Milwaukee, Madison, Chicago. You, you know uh... they're they're drawing from many many areas, but they also, not being a big city themselves, they've got the room to put something like that on. So we're going to talk about all of that very shortly. We're also going to talk about brand new Iron Maiden, which came out while you were gone
1: the iron maidens which was kind of a, a Actually, little surprise not the iron maidens
0: no they don't have new music although i did see them while you're gone and we'll talk about that my too. question
1: before you carry on did you see you the don't I- like me
0: to to billboard no 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 what's coming i just here.
1: have a question did Always the, interrupt did that. the iron maidens play did you see them before or after the single was released
0: before we'll talk about it okay then. i was uh... uh we also have new music from tremonti which we very do excited about
1: we do. And also
0: Gemini syndrome which you saw at Rockfest.
1: I did see that at Rockfest.
0: So all of that is coming up. All of your questions will be answered. It doesn't all have to be done in the first 30 seconds. A
1: simple yes or no would have sufficed. <laughs>
0: I'll talk about it. But no, they they did not. The new single is not out yet. Okay. All right. So, let's talk about Rockfest. Rockfest. Rockfest was it was officially thursday through saturday but since you bought all three nights you got a bonus night
1: bonus night
0: and that was wednesday
1: wednesday yes so you
0: guys got up there wednesday afternoon and got to see talk to me you got to see fozzy as you mentioned
1: no 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 fozzy was on thursday Sorry. okay they opened the show fozzy, on, yeah thursday. fozzy was um okay so
0: you got there on wednesday now, we now got, talk to me first uh, before the bands we've all been to music festivals yes we've been to good and bad good and bad and yes. not not talking about the bands that play the talent the music the the logistics production logistics things logistics, things like that some some festivals know what they're doing some don't which really cuts into your enjoyment of the music when the people that put it on don't have a clue
1: yeah so um the two festivals that we're familiar with are point fest and rock fest of a different uh, rock other fest. rock fest, a uh, rock fest, uh, KC rock fest.
0: That's, that seems to be a common name for a rock yeah, festival.
1: I want, uh, yeah. So our first, and, and I say point fest, but I say that loosely because it's like a music festival, but it's, Like the side stage during the day and then they go to the main stage at night and it's kind of like a normal concert. Right,
0: the the side stage kind of opens the day. Yeah,
1: so it's not like...
0: It's not an ongoing thing.
1: Not an ongoing thing. And there's
0: two side stages and they alternate back and forth.
1: Sometimes, because we... That's true. They've changed the format of... A but but lot. traditionally,
0: there's two traditionally, next to each other, yeah, and they, they, they're right next yeah. to each other. And so they're so in the employee parking crowds.
1: lot, so if you're working <laughs> that day, you don't get to use the employee parking lot.
0: The, the the side stage crowds can just look from one stage to the next. Yeah, and, and if
1: you're like me and you don't particularly like getting that up close anymore just because you just perpetually feel bad for the people behind you. And I'm not even that tall, but I'm tall enough to see from anywhere. so. It's like especially Point Fest, you can kinda step back and then you can just stay in the same spot. The side stages will alternate. Right. And it's fine. Um, but then the main stage goes and it's like usually four or five bands on the main stage and it's at an actual amphitheater, so it's I don't I don't know if I would consider it a festival. Whereas the first year that we went to K C Rockfest was
0: They set up from scratch. Yeah. Because it was on a on a just like a, park, a, a park ground in the downtown area.
1: And so they had the um
0: so they set up a main stage. Yes. And then in various areas of the grounds, they set up three, I think, side stages or two.
1: Something. Well, Could there have only was, been two. There was like the one side stage that like the real bands played on, and then they had either one or two more of like the local side stages and the probably a tribute stage somewhere.
0: Right. Now our um, big gripe at that festival was one the stages were nowhere near each other yeah and two be which related to one the schedules overlapped
1: yeah so and um i not to correct you but they like one band didn't start playing before one band was finished but they started like the second they finished right yeah exactly. so then whenever they're in, far in away my mind, that, that's overlapping yeah so, but I I just wanted to clear that yeah. up so no when, one when,
0: thought. when you have to walk a couple of city blocks to get to the to the next stage.
1: And so, and and this had the lineup been different, I think we would have cared less. But we had the I don't remember the order, but I, it was either Ghost Trivium, it was either Ghost Six AM Trivium or Trivium Six AM Ghost, and those were three bands that we wanted to see. Right. And so Six AM kind of got the short end of the stick because they did. we we went we got the tickets so cheap that we went for a Trivium and Ghost basically. Right. We didn't um and so, you know, that that bummed us out that we we went over saw a few 6 a.m. songs, but then we had to go back to get a spot for uh for Ghost, I think. So now
0: we contrast that to the next year when we went to Rockfest. Were also, they, we had first Rockfest. There was there, there that's long enough ago that you and you may, it might not have been a concern to you anyway at that stage of your life. There was no security.
1: Yeah. Um, and it was a
0: little it was a little weird. Like I was never worried or i never scared for my safety or anything like that. But in my history of shows, there's always been some sort of security and you would never see, as we saw at that Rock Rockfest, Jack Daniels bottles just flying through the air. Yeah. And, and there were so many Jack Daniels bottles flying through the air at that rock fest. I was like, did, first of all, how'd they get all that Jack Daniels in here? And, You know
1: Buying it from the bottle at the bar.
0: Well no, because you can do that, but but obviously they weren't searching anybody coming in, which where we typically see shows, they they took our bottle caps. That's true. And
1: (laughs) now in in Kansas City's defense they didn't have Guns N' Roses terrorize everything.
0: That's true, but I've seen stuff in other cities too. It, It it just seemed it was very lax. And I think we had heard on the radio or something like that, like the Hells Angels or something, were supposed to be security. Hell's Angels. And, you know... I they think, don't get
1: to do that I anymore. think the Stones learned that lesson. They blew so. that one. <laughs> so,
0: it was just a little weird. Like I said, I was never concerned, really, but it was noticeable how little concern they had for security... Yeah. ...at Kansas City's Rock Fest. And now, it, the next year when we went, they held it at a different venue.
1: They held it at the Kansas City Speedway. They did. Which is a... Well, okay, that's a lie. It right. isn't, but week we're under the impression that it was going to be inside it kind of like chicago open air where um it's in S- soldier field what's what do the bears it, play
0: they play at soldier field okay is it's, it in it's soldier field? no it's in soldier field okay. i knew it's, that much like, i just Olive couldn't Palooza's remember in the park next to it
1: yeah it's in soldier field although i could also be lying but i'm pretty sure it's in soldier <laughs> field and they basically where the end zones are is a stage and then it's like back and forth which is kind of what It was. It was just not in the Speedway, which we were. The
0: stages were across from each other. Yeah. So you could conceivably just turn around.
1: Now, and the thing that they did, they also did this the year before, but we only saw Hell Yeah in this setting, so we didn't care, Um, which is something I wish they would have done at Wisconsin's Rockfest, is that they had screens at both stages where, so when the other band's playing, you could see they were playing the stage footage at the stage that if you were not at that stage, so we right, watched right. Hailstorm. I want to say Sammy Hagar. Yeah, yeah. From because we wanted to get a, a spot for Volbeat and Godsmack, so we watched it from the main stage. On unless we saw now the us- big
0: difference in that year at Rock Fest, security stepped up because they had that bombing or shooting or whatever in Manchester, England.
1: Is that the Ariana Grande thing, sure. Okay, Um, I think it was. It was something
0: in England, but we did go through metal detectors that day, and I, I did notice a. a more, more scary security. bikers yeah they, they went with actual security instead of a local bike yeah train. but but okay now so we've talked about these festivals that we've been to in the past talk to me about what this rock fest did okay correctly.
1: so the big thing is i don't know if this is a, a like a rock fest thing or uh it's just something that exists but it's a venue that was built for music festivals so it wasn't just like a few drive up stages like built off of a truck right around a, a park it was there was a main stage that was a legit stage and then there was three pavilions that had legit stages in them
0: so right off the bat they're doing something
1: right they're doing something right yeah so we get there on wednesday and we're worried because by the time we were in the the dells we stopped to get food um, after a long day of driving and we're sitting in our, our restaurant looking out the window and it's just pouring down rain and I, the Dells are probably two, three hours yeah, away like Couple a- hours. and I'm checking the radar and I'm not fully encouraged by what I'm seeing. And then we get there. And so a thing that, um, my counterpart was, it was on the rock fest Facebook page. So she was getting all the cheat codes and the hacks and all the things like that and one of the things was that uh the um like the rock fest shirts basically sell out on Wednesday. Um so if you want to get one, it, you get there on Wednesday, get it before they sell out. So we kind of got split up because they didn't let bags in the store. So I I uh held the fort down with the bag while while she went inside to get get shirts. And then I was like, "All right, well, I'm going to go down to the stitched apart stage because that's where they were playing on one of the side stages." And it was under a pavilion, Um, so that was that was great. I was like, okay, it can do whatever it wants out there. We have yeah.
0: So even even if it did rain, even if if it did rain,
1: yeah. Every stage besides the main stage was covered, but on Wednesday there was no. Now riddle
0: me this: Is is it on a grassy area? Like if it if it had rained all day, was it all muddy. No, it
1: was not. It was I want to say gravel.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but the gravel kind of started like because there was a lot of grass, as you would imagine. But then the gravel started and there was probably 25 feet of gravel before the even pavilion started so you had a lot of room for all the water to... so what about
0: like just the ease of getting in
1: yeah it, um, was, it was literally like a pavilion you just walk in there's no, no I mean, even into the event oh like... the event's really easy okay that it was actually so they give you wristbands and if you have the parking pass you just stick a thing on you, you get the three-day parking pass or whatever um and so there's no physical ticket you get there they scan your wristband you drive in, you park. Once you're in, like, once you've parked, you're in. So, you just walk through to where the the security line is. And the security was also fairly laxed. It was, like, in, like, and especially this one, there was never a time where I was, like, there's no shenanigans going on. But, like, I had a backpack that admittedly was empty, but um it was more i had like a shirt in it because I, w- I wore a tank top during the day because i knew it was gonna sweat and then i switched to my shirt when the sun went down um so that was really all that was in it but they like they only checked one of the pack and then my counterpart had her purse and they kind of checked that um and it was quick but you get in
0: but you didn't see a lot of whiskey bottles flying through there? i did not
1: see any whiskey bottles yeah, that might flying be a kansas city thing yeah i was gonna say um rock fest didn't happen in kansas city <laughs> Sorry, Kansas City. I'm allowed to say that because I'm basically uh, Kansas City in these days, so it's True. okay.
0: All right, so you're in there, you got in easy, you got your shirts, the music's getting ready to start, so you're in the little pavilion area, Stitched Up Hard is the first band you saw?
1: They were the first band that we saw. I want to say when we got there, Joyous Wolf was playing, and I never heard of them. I sent you a text about them, though, because they were kind of in that... um. The dirty honey kind of right. Just you
0: yeah, haven't had a chance to check them out yet. Um, but I do remember that.
1: I didn't watch them that much because I wanted to go get a good spot for first. Just so apart. It's stitched
0: up heart. Did they play a, a just a typical like festival set, like fifty minutes, forty five minutes,
1: fifty mm-hmm. minutes, maybe an hour? I think okay. a lot of a lot of bands, like most bands, were kind of in the fifty to an hour range. The main stage, they add another ten. How did it minutes. stack
0: up with other times you've seen stitched up heart?
1: It was.
0: They seem to really enjoy going out and playing. They
1: they do. So it was their first show back, so um I don't know what like what you kinda how you, you rate it because Well,
0: I don't would, mean like, a, no, I know what like you're how saying. good it is, but but like you I guess I guess, you know, the first show back for a lot of those bands. Was it like, could you see the rust? No, not, no,
1: nothing, nothing that extreme. I will say,
0: or even with the production people, like, I, were were there a lot of, in my mind, just, you know, you're, you're going to have some, some mics get forgetting, you know, people forget to put, put them on maybe, or, yeah, there's, there's just various, various errors that might come from, you know, being out of practice. Nothing
1: that extreme, I will say, and this is more of a stopping
0: after you start a song.
1: No, this is kind of more of a, probably a me thing than the majority of the crowd recognized, but i could there was a noticeable i feel like the mix could have been better at least for sister part which i don't want to throw in the sound guy but i do think that the bass was up a little too much and it kind of uh drowned out uh mixy's vocals and the guitars but i think that kind of got ironed out as the show went on yeah, but i yeah. also think that's like i have a better ear for that than your normal yeah, concert goers you, you
0: probably so. do and 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 that stuff typically does get like improves over the over the performance especially if it's a sound guy that's not familiar necessarily with the band yeah if it's which... not their touring sound guy or you know there's very or if maybe he's using a board he doesn't recognize or there could there could be numerous numerous factors that go into that so, okay, Stitched Apart, you got, to, you got to talk to Mixie again, which I, I did. know you're, I, you're always happy three, about.
1: Which, okay, I want to I wanna pause for a second, because I feel like I'm not a groupie, <laughs> but there is something to be said that I've now seen Stitched Apart in two different states, three different cities, and I've met Mixie every time. And literally every single time, like I've never traveled to see Stitched Apart. I traveled to see Lacuna Coil, Stitched Apart opened, then stitched apart, played a local show. I went out to see it. And then they were, you know, in Wisconsin this time. So I thought that was funny because I'm like, I feel like I'm probably reaching groupie status, even though I like <laughs> that's not my intention. But um, I thought that was funny.
0: It was funny. And, so go ahead.
1: And uh, it is funny because of all the, like, again, I, I'm very far from what you would consider a groupie. But the two bands that we went to see on Wednesday were kind of, if you had to classify my groupie band and my counterpart's groupie band, yes. it was those two bands.
0: And that band being the Black Moods. The
1: Black Moods. who
0: And they they put on a very long performance. They did. So
1: they it. they did this thing where the final band would play and then there was a band after the final band. Gotcha. Um, all four nights. So the headliner on Wednesday was Queensryche. Right. And I went and saw Queensryche. After Queensryche finished at 11.30 or something... The Black Moods played that same thing. Happened where they were, like, they
0: were like the post party,
1: the post party, yeah. So, like, in so every night, um, the one that I, I remember vividly was like after Korn played on Saturday, the final band of the, the actual festival, everyone's walking out in straight jacket is <laughs> setting up on the side stage, which made me laugh because straight jacket so
0: yeah we've both oh, you've seen the moods a, a couple of times
1: that was my third time seeing them I, i've
0: seen them numerous times that was most of the most of the time i've seen them they've been an opener yeah so, so the, I, I always see them play like you know six songs seven songs. two
1: times that i saw them was at a side stage event for uh oh,
0: that was uh the the slash show
1: the slash show yes which was that what was that oh, the pig roast the pig roast yes. i was thinking way back point fest but then i knew that was wrong because they only have the same four bands play Wayback Point Fest.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they played side stage early in the day. Yeah. So as you can imagine, a very short set. And they're then, so energetic. I would love to see them play. Well, it, I have, but it, I would. I would love to see them play that longer sixteen, seventeen song set more often because, they're yeah they're just full of energy.
1: They are, and uh, so and of course they're playing. I want to say they probably had. Seemingly the biggest like post night crowd. Like I don't think the other three bands. I think most people after they the are an
0: interesting band in the sense that they're they're a local Phoenix area band, but because the lead singer Josh is from Missouri, they have quite a following in Missouri. Yes. So Southwest Missouri and now in the St. Louis area, they've got quite a following. Yes. Somehow, oh, and they've got a good following in uh like Indianapolis because they, they go on the Bob and Tom radio show. Okay. I don't know how they got hooked up there, but that show's based it's a nationally syndicated show. Okay. But it's based in Indianapolis. And somehow I don't know if it was from that exposure or they got on a festival there a couple of years ago, but in Madison, Wisconsin, they've made that kind of a, a regular stop as well. So okay. they, they've got a Wisconsin following Yeah,
1: that. and and they had more than I was expecting of like people that that knew who they were knew the songs. Yeah, and, they're pretty popular.
0: And you know, I say a minute ago, I, I said I've only seen them headline a couple of times. I actually was in Scottsdale, Arizona, a couple of years ago, and saw them headline a show that I didn't know they were the headliners. I was just so used to seeing them being openers that I went, I showed up at like six thirty, thinking I'd be out of there by nine because I didn't know who was headlining, but they were headlining. They were headlining. So they didn't even take stage till like ten thirty. Yeah. So yeah, that was and that was a full like. You know, we've we've seen them where we can like while they're tuning up, we talk to them. Yes. But this was one of those deals where it was a a, a bigger bar where they had the curtain in front of the crowd, <laughs> and dropped the curtain. You know, a la Godsmack, and and so I was like, oh wow, they're they're superstars in the Phoenix area. So it's, yeah, it was, it's always it's always cool to see a band in a different city because you never quite know what the what their following or reaction is.
1: No, yeah, it it was it was cool to see them in that was the longest show that I've seen them play by a while because even the time where we saw them, where they they were the headliner, Damon Johnson played like three times as long as them.
0: Yeah, and and that was a weird event because it was a charity event and and nobody was getting paid. We were and, the roadies. And, yeah. <laughs> All right, so back up to Queen's right. Queen's right. As we know, the only real Queen's right member is the I think the bass player at this point. Okay. Um, you did send me a little bit of video of them doing "Take Hold of the Flame." It was, yes, it was good. Um, I never saw Queensrÿch back in the day.
1: I also did not see Queensrÿch back in the day.
0: But they're essentially uh, like foreigner now. They're they're a Queensrÿch tribute band.
1: Yes. So I watched Queensrÿch until they played "Take Hold of the Flame," and then I left because I'm a poser. Um, and I they made me wait for a bit, um, and I was I really was having a What's the word? A, a bleak hope that they might play play spreading the disease.
0: Oh yeah, that wasn't gonna
1: happen. They did not. Uh, well, it was a single off operation mind crime. I thought it was possible, but they didn't, and it made me sad. Um, but I, uh, they, I had to go back uh to the Black Mood stage to get be all the way up. I was in the very very <laughs> front of of the Black Moods.
0: All right, so Thursday, give Thurs- me some highlights. So Thursday's Thursday- headliners were.
1: Thursday's headliners were Stained and Rob Zombie. Okay, and Stained was fun for the novelty of Stained. I've seen Rob Zombie a few times, which this is a theme for all the headliners except for Limbiscuit, But I don't want to be mean to them. But the like out outside of Limbiscuit and Danzig, all of the bigger build bands I had seen before. So a lot of my excitement and focus was on the side stage bands that i have not seen before
0: right which on thursday yeah where you you is that the day you got there very early to see blacktop mojo no
1: that would have been uh that would have been friday Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute though. So, so so thursday what's the first thursday thing we thursday? get there and fozzy's playing which yes. i was really excited to see because uh definitely as someone that grew up in like uh whenever i was around the 10 11 age that was a a fan of the the wwe Chris Jericho's always been very fun because he is a very good, at the very least. Not even considering his voice and his songwriting ability, he's just a good front man. Just because he has years and years of performer experience Par- elsewhere.
0: Pardon my ignorance of wrestling. Was did he have like a character or was he just Chris Jericho?
1: He's had. Well, he's always his name's always been Chris Jericho. Okay. He's so had he different,
0: wasn't like the, the the guillotine or something.
1: No, like he he no, he wasn't like uh, the Undertaker or anything. He he's always Chris Jericho. He he's had different gimmicks throughout that. Gotcha. But he's always been. Was he
0: a good guy or a bad guy, or did it go back and forth? He it went
1: back and forth. He was predominantly a bad guy. Gotcha. Um. But so he, and and it's it's funny because he looks like a rock star now. It's like he has the long hair and he's kind of a bigger guy now. Whenever Fozzie was a thing in like 2012. Because I think we've talked about this before. We went to a festival in 2012 where Fozzie was supposed to be there, but they weren't because yes. Chris Jericho had a match at SummerSlam that <laughs> night. Um,
0: and Vince wouldn't let him go.
1: Vince wouldn't let him go. But that time, like Chris had like short hair and he like spiked up and he did the faux hawk thing and he kind of just looked like a, I don't want to say playboy, but he didn't look like a metal lead singer. And so now he he has that look, and I thought it was good. But he's he's a great front man, um, as I mentioned earlier. He made the cadot joke, and everyone laughed, and it was great. Um, but they were they were really good, and I'm gonna forget the order of how events went. But I want to say, uh, I actually don't know who was next, so I'm just gonna go off. I think the best band that I saw on Thursday, and you, this is probably gonna bother you, <laughs> but uh, I I think it was Nonpoint and cuz i know i played you the new nonpoint song before and you're like this is pod and i was like stop
0: yeah they they yeah they're, they're, they're much fine. they're much better although, than although although i did hear some more nonpoint this morning on my morning drive and and it did not give me that impression so may
1: i ask if you remember what song it was
0: i, uh, I
1: can't tell you okay i was driving well you can go through uh we can do this later but i i'm now i'm just curious you can go through your the Apple Music has... Did you know that Apple Music, if you scroll down, it's your cue, but if you scroll up, yeah. it's your recently Shows played... You history. Yeah. We'll, we'll take a look at that afterwards, because right. So
0: you saw Nonpoint on Thursday. They so were a highlight. They were... Nonpoint
1: is they've always been the new metal band that I thought was better than every other new metal band, not counting bands that aren't new metal that just get that tag, like Korn and Linkin Park and whatnot. Godsmack. Godsmack. Oh, God. But... You know they—that's
0: like when when people call Guns N' Roses a hair band. Oh, that's yeah, that's <laughs>
1: the worst. So, um, and and Nonpoint—they've they, at least I've always heard that they put on a great show. So I was really excited to see them, and they did. They they went out. They played you know a full full hour set. I knew most of the songs, albeit I'm not the biggest Nonpoint fanboy, but I I know the the highlights. Um, and they were playing and I was just thinking, I was like, this is, this is awesome. Um, I can't remember who else was there. Anthrax was there on day one. Um, again, a band that I've seen before. They were fun to, fun to watch. Oh, that's who it was. Santa Sonia was also, uh, day one. Oh yeah. That's what I'm uh, thinking You had
0: pit tickets for that one.
1: We had pit tickets for that because now that the order's coming back to me. Okay. So Fozzy played, um, I'm just going to go down the bill now. I go to the side stage myself to see Carnifex because I figured my counterpart would not want to see Carnifex and I was right. But uh and Carnifex was the band that I sent you the picture of yes. their fun-looking guitar player that I he was really fun cuz he's very good. He just he looked goofy. Sorry Carnifex guy. Um but Carnifex I don't know if it's the genre or or what but they put on just a very very high energy show. They were one of the only bands that I did see have moshing going cuz for the most part they tried to not have moshing going. Leave Carnifex early to go to the pit for Santa Sonia who they were also uh, they along with Nonpoint, they were a highlight of of that day. Those are the two bands from Thursday because Santa Sonia of course is Adam Gantier and as we mentioned Mikey Mushik did uh,
0: had to pull double duty. He and I was actually curious duty. if he was going to actually pull double duty or if Stane just had a touring guitar player fill in.
1: Yeah. So he did do double duty. It was funny 'cause um he came out for Santa Sonia and he was just like wearing like jeans and a polo. And he, and then he, he had like wearing a wearing
0: his sound check clothes.
1: Yeah, and then he, he had his real his real clothes on for uh Stained, of course, not. I don't. i not real close. He looked. He didn't look out of place. He yeah, just yeah. kind of looked goofy.
0: Had a stage clothes on for Stained.
1: And so, and also, Santa Sonia has had a few lineup changes. Um, it's still Adam and Michael. I think are the right. the bigger parts, but now the bass player and the drummer come over from Art of Dying. Oh, okay. And the bass player is Kale Gontier, or Gantier, right. brother of Adam. So that, and then the drummer also who was. That's always been Adam's connection, to Art of Dying, because he has a song with them and, and whatnot. So they play. They came out, and this was really cool. They come out, or Adam comes out. He just grabs his guitar and he does um, two just solo Three Days of Grace songs. Get those out of the way. He plays oh, kind of cool. Plays World So Cold and Never Too Late just by himself, guitar, singing it. Um, they come out. Santa, the rest of Santa Sonia comes out. They, but then they play. M- majority, uh, Santa Sonia songs. And then they also throw in just like you. And I hate everything. I hate everything about you.
0: So Santa Sonia at this point, they've been around eight or nine years. I mean, it's been a while since Adam left three days grace.
1: Yeah. I I want to say Adam, cause, uh, what was that album? Transit of Venus came out in 2012.
0: And then he, like they immediately, he immediately left the band. Yeah.
1: He left right after that. So it's been almost ten, a decade okay. since he's left, which I thought about the other day. I thought that was crazy. It's,
0: it is crazy, but it's crazier when you think. I mean, Saintus, they're not that active.
1: They're not, and part of that comes just from the unfortunate timeline that they released their album late twenty nineteen, um, and so the, the time then the pandemic the happened pandemic happened. happened so but they that was only
0: what their second album.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's only their second album. So, um, yeah, two
0: albums in ten years, and yeah, you yeah. Well,
1: they started. In 2015, yeah, at they debuted at that Rock on the Range 2015. Gotcha. They released that album either 2015 or 2016, so it's only been five okay. or so years. So,
0: so, so I'm I'm expanding the timeline.
1: Yeah, Adam was inactive slash doing his own thing. Yeah, he was for doing a lot
0: more. of like solo shows. Yeah. And, and whatnot. Okay, good enough. So, so, so after Sonia...
1: So, well, first before I I move on too much, Sonia did announce nothing concrete but they did say um they that they have a new album on the way i think it's mostly recorded he said something along the lines like of where they were on the process but he said that that's on the horizon gotcha um yeah so then after saint Sonia was nonpoint who we went up and we've kind of already been on, on that tirade i don't remember who was after nonpoint um it's probably someone that i should remember it might have honestly been stained we might have already been to that part of the night but i don't want to say i don't want to go that far but uh mike had
0: that quick of a turnaround
1: no yeah i don't think he did um although i don't know i i should have had the schedule pulled up but it's hard to find a good schedule because all of them are wrong because the lineup kept changing so i just scrapped it but uh Let's just skip to Stain, because they were a highlight band. As I said, I've seen Zombie before, but Stain's back, kind of. Kind of. Um, I don't think we're looking at new Stain music.
0: I think, and this this occurred to me today, because your plus one was watching Aaron Lewis videos on YouTube. And he was all chatty and talkative and smiley and happy. And she's like, yeah, he's not like this with Stain. If he doesn't like those guys, how come he plays with Stained? Why didn't he just do his solo stuff? I'm like, well, he probably makes ten times the money playing with Stained as he does, you know, at, at Bob's Roadhouse in, you know, Kearney, Nebraska.
1: For uh, reference, we did see Stained. Well, not Stained, because her and I saw the Aaron Lewin Country right, thing. Right. We saw that at the same place that we've seen like Celebration Day and yes. Street Fighting Band and all of the tribute bands that. Arner, yeah. um so yeah and and stained admittedly was good I was thinking the whole time that if I wasn't a stain fan I would think they were incredibly boring um which I imagine there had to be some percentage of the crowd that was familiar with the name but didn't really know
0: yeah the it's, deal. Been, it's really been a while since. it's been a
1: while <laughs> and to, to make a little pun and funny you say that because that I I was I, like, was like, who, how long until we get an It's Been a While reference? <laughs> and, like, when Aaron first started talking, he didn't say that, but then I think a fan in the pit yelled it, and then he was like, I really wasn't going to say that. <laughs> um, which is funny. And Lou Brutus, who hosted the and, event. And I
0: didn't even mean to say it, and I did, and I thought thought immediately well, it I makes, regretted it. it, it it's, it's
1: a grammatically
0: correct statement
1: to... S- Graph uh to describe the the stain situation it has been a while um
0: what do i know i'm on the outside <sighs> stop <laughs> anyway lou brutus i was
1: gonna make a funny mud shovel joke because it's not <laughs> one you can work into a, a sentence but i couldn't um so and i think lou brutus may have also digging
0: my flowers up today with my <laughs> mud shovel
1: may have also made a uh a joke Lou Brutus is is kind of fun as a host because he's a goofball and it was it was funny because he came out and he introduced St. Sonia at the main stage and we didn't like catch on to the fact that it was Lou Brutus yet because I've I've known the name but I never knew what Lou Brutus looked like and he has his syndicated rock show that he's been doing for 25 years or right. so um and he was talking about that, and I just assumed he was a guy on the, the radio station that was putting the event on. I thought he was, like, their, you know, the, right, the hot right, shot right. of the, their you man And then he goes, and then he, like, finished introducing them, and you see him, like, walk down the stairs with a camera. And you're like, is he also pulling d- double duty? Does he <laughs> have two jobs here? Like, And then later on, like, I think it was the next day... Or that night, I saw a picture of him with like Rob Zombie on his Instagram. Yeah, like one of like the backstage interview part, and I was like, "Oh, that's Lou Brutus that's talking to us." Yeah, he's okay, got a cool. whole
0: thing going on. He he does does the interviews. He takes the pictures. I think he's yeah. got a book.
1: He's got a book. He had a he was doing a book signing there, um, that my counterpart wanted to go to, and I was like, "You don't care. You don't. You discovered Lou Brutus thirty minutes ago that day. Yeah, um, and stained was." So stained in all in all they were good they sounded great i think aaron it's 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 a shame i don't want to be mean to country music especially since his country music isn't like keith urban country music it's in the range of that outlaw country yeah, yeah it's more
0: americana yeah you know, and it's dude not with a guitar kind of country it's music. not
1: awful but it's not to the quality that stained is right um but it, it's so frustrating when you you hear – because they opened with Eyes Wide Open, which admittedly is the best stain song. And I think we've had the Stained rabbit hole before. That's my favorite stain song um, besides Spleen, but they didn't play Spleen, so moving on. But that part has its fair share – I mean, that song has its fair share of Cookie Monster, and you're just, like, listening. You're like, okay, the last time that I saw you, you opened with the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> and did your, your country thing. Where, admittedly, again – He's not a bad singer when it comes to country, but you don't think that the guy with like the cool neck tattoo that is wearing a metal band shirt and you know doing the Cookie Monster shares time as a country singer, yeah. and it no, and does. it's bothersome because you're just like, well, just do stained, but. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sure. I mean, he's probably got you know numerous interests, as many people do, and you know that's that's another outlet for him that he I, probably enjoys very much. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be too mean to him. He's got
0: you know, he's got that stained money. So if he only plays in front of 500 people one night, you know, you know why not?
1: You no, know, yeah, and and you're right, and and I get that. It's it's and when more. And you're a than solo it.
0: guy, you don't have anybody telling you what their opinion of, you know, what your set list should be or yeah. whatever. So, you know, I get it.
1: I I definitely get it too. I would it doesn't it doesn't really bother me but it's just like you wish there was more of a a mix i guess because there wasn't like oh i'm doing this kind of in between stain times it was like stains done for the foreseeable future this is what i do now right and then you get a guy like mike who's like okay well i have to go
0: be in another band be in another band
1: um I didn't mean to do this, but I'm like holding my microphone like the way that singers do it whenever they have the chord mic. Yeah, I mic that. And they, It's I just thought of that because I don't know. Um, All right. So
0: how was Rob Zombie?
1: Rob Zombie was good. He was very funny as he normally is. Um, and Rob Zombie, of course, is a band that if you go into it expecting to take it seriously, you're gonna be annoyed because
0: I would love. i I've, I've never seen Rob Zombie, and he's he's I very
1: need to be fun. In the sense that I, I think I mentioned this to you off air, but I, I'm ready to say that John Five is like the greatest technical guitar, g- technical guitar player that ever lived. Yeah, he's a good one. Like throwing him up with all the no name jazz guys that can do their <laughs> whole thing. I think he's I like technically speaking, I think he's at that level, and we've always had the debate starting maybe like a month ago that. I think that like the quality of Rob Zombie songs whenever John 5 joined the band improved immensely. And you're this is going to bother do, do you. Do they
0: do they give John 5 a solo in the show? They did when
1: I saw him previously they didn't this time gotcha. I don't think. Okay. He kind I mean he he kind of just like noodles while Rob yeah. talks and so, you know. Um, is Rob chatty. Rob is very chatty and Rob is very goofy especially since he had the material of this was the first Rob Zombie show back and he was like right. talking about all the things that he did during the pandemic and one of them was like he's like I threw out my TVs and then he was like all 27 of them <laughs> and then he kept going he's like and sometimes you just need and the whole time that he's talking the band's keeping that right kind of like a fun little beat going where Piggy D's has a cool bass line and John's doing his thing and he, he always refers to john 5 is j5 and he's like j5 hit it or something and it's very funny but then he's like and you can't find us on netflix can't find us on hulu and sure as heck can't find us on disney plus (laughs) Uh, because he's just a goofball um the one thing that i remembered from rob zombie besides him not playing crow killer blues which ruined my night was uh it was just a day of bands not playing the uh, the the one song I wanted them to play. But uh, they got they were getting close to Thunder Kiss 65 time and he was like is was anyone alive in the 90s? And so and he's talking and John's doing the dun 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 dun. And in my head I I I say this seriously, this is not a joke being mean to Rob Zombie. I was like why is John 5 playing the Barracuda riff? <laughs> i thought that and then i remembered i was like oh no that's just thunder kiss 65 that's not a joke that happened
0: i'd also played on the open e string
1: i don't know i would imagine probably the open d um i have no knowledge of how to play that song but i'm gonna yeah. go with
0: barracuda's open e
1: zombie sounds like he's a guy that uses the open d especially in the early days so that was day one
0: all right so we're gonna take a break okay because we've 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 taken forty minutes just to get through the first couple of days of Rockfest. I, I see. So we're gonna take a break, we'll come back, you can tell us all about Friday and Saturday.
1: Okay, okay. And welcome back to the Way of Rock Podcast, episode forty-four. I like to say that episode number, I know that bothers you. Um before we hop into the next nights, I do just want to mention some of the bands that were there that we didn't get to see, um, for whatever reason. Uh highlighted by your favorite band, Steel Panther, who immediately parted ways with their bass player like the next morning um memphis may fire was also there that's who played um uh, in between st asonia actually i don't know i'm making things up memphis may fire was there i also didn't see them uh and then we wanted to go early to see fire from the gods but they opened up the main stage at 12 50 and so we we opted to sleep in a little bit longer because we did get home pretty late or back to the hotel pretty late the night before so now night two um looking at it and this this was the night or the day that i kept referring i have the schedule now so that's why i'm better this was the day that i kind of dubbed like the douchiest day in rock because we had tommy vexed all that remains Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals, which bothers me that no one's ever called Phil Anselmo Philip, nor have they ever used his middle initial. It should just be Phil Anselmo and the Illegals. And it, and furthermore, I don't want to be mean to Phil, but they had Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals merch, which I guess, fine, sell your merch, but like they're a cover band. So it, it just bothered me. Um And now this is gonna I'm gonna start I need to ask a question To our listeners Um, I don't know if anyone Knows the answer to this question But I have to know the answer Because I noticed it Specifically with Philip H. Anselmo In the illegal hats Do you know that thing That people that go to Rock concerts do Where they wear like A flat bill hat And they like Bend the bill Like up Yes What's up with that
0: I, I don't even understand Flat bill hats To be honest
1: Like I don't understand flat bill hats for the most part, but my, if anyone does that, I'm not judging you and I'm not really being mean to you. I don't get it. And I I wanted to know if it has a purpose or if it's just, I bend my hat. So with that being said.
0: All right. Let's talk about Thursday, officially day two, but day three for you. Yeah. So
1: officially day three, we get there for blacktop mojo yeah
0: early in the and day they
1: were really so they and played, they played
0: that, to me it seemed that seems weirdly early for them
1: but they were on the main stage for whatever okay. that, that's worth so they opened they i don't know if they opened up the, i feel like the op, the main stage opened at twelve fifty. we got there during blacktop mojo and the the main stage did have the thing that some festivals have where they have the picture line where you can go through and yes So, like, the people that are sitting in the lawn.
0: Made famous by Rocklahoma.
1: Yes. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And especially for the early bands, they didn't, like, there wasn't that much demand for it. So, you could go down. You could linger. Yeah. we, We sat the entire Blacktop Mojo set down there. Nice. And then we went up. And the reason we went so early is because my counterpart wanted to see Bones UK. And I want to talk about them for a second because they were, I was not too... I didn't care going into it. Yes. I knew one song and it was, uh, I didn't, I didn't feel for it. Um, but they put on, I, they, they sound a lot different live than they do. They're very, there's a lot of production that goes into the, the studio albums and whatnot. I think they only have one, but this, it was really just two girls and their guitars and they were both very, good guitar players and the one that sings is a, is a great front woman a great singer and they're from the, they're from the UK hence the name bones UK because there's a USA bones it's like ghost BC remember that I do what a side quest that was and they were really good I wasn't expecting much from them I went in I didn't go in with like a predetermined bias that I was gonna hate it but I was like you know there's I don't I'm neutral and they were really good and I thought that they they put on a great show um and I was happy to see them after them I believe is when we got uh someone all that remains was after them and I've seen all that remains before and I'm very mean to all that remains for no reason they're not that bad they're fine they have one song that I enjoy but it's funny because it's the first track on their 2016 album, which everyone thought was terrible. But the title, the the first song on the album is called This Probably Won't End Well. And so there's a joke that that song described the album, (laughs) which I thought was funny. And they opened with This Probably Won't End Well, which, you know, as you said, when you saw 311, they played Beautiful Disaster first. It's all downhill from here. They play your favorite song first. You can't go back to that. And they
0: always do that. I'm a big 311 fan, but that's my favorite song, and they always open with it.
1: And uh, so they're whatever. But then we get to see. I think this was, I, I dubbed Nonpoint the uh, the show of, of Thursday. Crowbot was the show of the whole yes. weekend. Um,
0: Crowbot, back in the recording studio as we speak. They keep posting stuff they, to their yeah. Instagram. So they, they got off the road Pretty much right after you saw them.
1: Yeah, and i I want to go. I want to take this time to apologize to Crowbot if I can, because as a devout Crowbot listener, I've spoken very highly of them on, on the pod, except for when they released the song with Frank Bello. I like listened to it once or twice, and then I came in. I was like, you know what, this one didn't do it for me. And then I said, I give. I think it might have the potential to do it for me in the future. That song does it for me. I think that they played it live and then I was like, Oh, this is a song with Frank Bello. This song is this is really good. I don't know why I was sleeping on this. So, sorry, Crobot. I love you. Um But they they played all of the songs off the Rat Child EP and a majority off of the purple album that the name's slipping me. Um, The Mother Brain, I believe it's called. And then they played a little bit off their first album from like twenty sixteen or something. That was the only album they had out whenever I saw them the first time. So nothing off of Welcome to Fat City, which I haven't even listened to because I don't like the the album name. But that was before that came out before I was a Crobot fanboy. So they were they were really good and they put on they did a lot more like on top of just being super, super high energy and their songs being really good, they do put on a lot of fun extra stuff where like the the band came out and there was like a a pod I, I have it on video I might have posted it on my Instagram because I finally got access to that since I switched phones I made the initiative to try to sign into it so I have that back now which I didn't have for a bit but uh I'll, I should post that video because he like he was just in a pod and then the show started he comes out of the pod it's a whole thing then they had this big dragon and the music video for the mountain, which is the Frank Bellow song, is like them fighting a dragon. So before they played that, he like had a fake sword and stabbed the dragon in the top of the head. Um it was all it was a whole it was they had a lot of fun it's, antics.
0: It's very spinal tappy. No, yeah. It,
1: and and they don't take themselves too seriously, which I don't
0: Yeah, you you can kinda of tell. I mean, I've never seen them, but just even looking at the pictures, you can tell they have just some fun.
1: Yeah, they they have fun. It's Basically, I think his, uh, the singer and the guitar player. It's their kind of their project. Um, it was a different rhythm section when we saw them last time. When I saw them, they had the rhythm section was brothers and they were really fun. Um, they parted ways with them. I want to say within a year after I saw them, um, but the guys they have now didn't miss a beat. They were, I think it's a different bass player from that they got, but the same drummer like when they had the lineup change it's been the same drummer since then but they you know they played for an hour and it was just super high energy they played all the songs that they needed to except for keep me down and I haven't forgot forgave them for that one yet um but and and he's got a great great live voice which is something and I knew that but Whenever you have a guy that sounds awesome in the studio, there's always hesitation of like, can he do it in, in in real
0: life? Yeah, he can. And that, and I'm not going to talk about it just yet. We've got some new music to talk about in a little bit, and I, I, I have I have strong feelings about what goes on in studios now. I see. But anyway, okay. Going further into Thursday after Crowbot.
1: After Crowbot, um, the next band that we cared about cared about was uh. A lad under the name of Corey Taylor.
0: Yes, I, I keep forgetting because he wasn't part of the original announcement. Yeah. Corey Taylor was, now, was added on. later.
1: We're gonna we're gonna take a moment to remember because one of the things that I thought was fun was looking at the bands that were on the. Like I didn't even remember Rob Zombie was an original headliner. He replaced Stained, not Stained. I'm sorry, Disturbed. Yes, he replaced her. I had no memory of that. I I, I don't either. Um, and Corey Taylor replaced Snoop Dogg, and yes. we always were saying like, okay, Snoop Dogg will be fun, but uh, yeah, but that's uh, a that, that's
0: quite a jump in. Yeah, and then yeah. they bring
1: in Corey Taylor, and they're like, okay, because especially when the second day was, you're looking at your headliners are Snoop Dogg and Limb Biscuit, you're like, okay, we'll yeah, get, maybe
0: that's the day we leave early.
1: And you're like, okay, we get Crowbot, but you know.
0: But yeah, going from Snoop to, to Corey, Corey Taylor is like going from, jump. you know, avocado toast to, you know, Belgian waffles oh, instead for breakfast. Yeah. So
1: So the thing with Corey Taylor is um he has a lot of different material he can pull from. Yes. He has his album, which he did announce there is going to be a CMF CMFT F T two. He and he, he said that they that one's being recorded kind of as we Uh, he was like that one's in the works so that's on the horizon as well then he's also got stone sour songs which are more kind of this situation friendly and no one went into this with the except expectation to see like a slipknot song like no one thought he was gonna pull out a duality or anything they were just like okay and for the most part he didn't even do the stone sour songs they did weren't heavy stone sour songs they did uh absolute zero and then like song three and then the two bother Bother and looking through the glass and through glass and so before he did bother and through glass he had an acoustic out and you're like okay it's time for bother and through glass (laughs) and then i heard a chord progression that i'm all too familiar with and then he was like this next song is a slipknot song that i don't get to play very often And then, uh, like, at the same moment, everyone in the the venue was like, holy crap, he's about to play Snuff. If you don't know, Snuff is a Slipknot song. It's acoustic. And so I'm sure every Slipknot fan would love them to play Snuff, but they never do. because, Whether out of respect for uh, Paul Gray, or um, because that song's kind of been indirectly uh, dedicated to him. Or just because it's an acoustic song in a Slipknot show. Whatever the reason is, they never play with Slipknot. He's done it solo a few times, like before CMFT. Whenever he was just a guy, Corey Taylor going right, playing right. a bar or something, and and everyone in the in was like, "Awesome, snuff." So he plays snuff, then he plays the the rest of the show. Unfortunately, um, Bad Flower was after him, and my counterpart really wanted to see Bad Flower, so we did have to walk up to the side stage during CMFT. Must be stopped, which is fine because that's. I don't want to say that's not a good song, but that's the throwaway song.
0: Yeah, and that's that's one you can listen to while you're walking away. And yeah, it's and
1: fine. and the cool thing about the way that they had this the stage set up is if you were on like the end of the side stage, you were still directly above the main stage, so you could view the screens and you could still see the stage. So you're oh, okay. not cool. It, you're not far away.
0: Not and totally you, removed.
1: Yeah. Um. And then Badflower comes on, and for bad flower, I felt compelled to um separate because. Badflower isn't that intense of a band I, and I didn't fear for my small counterpart's safety. And so she got up close where she wanted to. I went to the back where I had a table next to me and I could set my arm on the table and, and you know, I could still see well and Badflower also put on a really, really good show that I was not, because I had seen them before um, at a point fest where they were on the side stage and they played, 30 minutes and had seven songs, whatever they were closing the side stage. So they, they go on before limb biscuit and they're playing. And this is right after Tommy Vex played. And I don't want to go into depth about Tommy, Tommy Vex because it was incredibly cringy as basically Tommy Vex is uh suing bad wolves for $20 million, which is bothersome because none not, of the
0: bad wolves have $20 million. <laughs>
1: they don't have $20. Sorry, bad wolves. Now, I, I I try to be I've I've always tried to be fair to Tommy Vexed because all in all the only reason anyone knows who his name is is because he's Five Finger Death Punch's uh, backup. For Look, one-
0: let's be honest, the only reason anyone knows any of the Bad Wolves is because Dolores o- O'Riordan died.
1: No, no, the, and that's fair. Um, but
0: they they she died, they did a cover of Zombie. No, well, and-
1: in, in their defense they did the Zombie cover before she died. Yeah, but nobody was playing it. Well, yeah, okay, but my, my point is when Ivan had a, I don't even remember what the story was, so I don't want to make any accusations, but there was a situation where Ivan could not play for fi- with Five Finger Death Punch for however many times and they had their whole festival run right. set up, so they brought in Tommy Vexed. After that they started having Bad Wolves on every Five Finger Tour just to, you know, if anything happens, he's there. Yeah. So that's how the world was introduced to Bad Wolves, and then the zombie cover happens, throws him into the mainstream. The thing to note about Bad Wolf songs is they're not good. I, I don't like being mean to artists like that, but I like being mean.
0: But we could just not talk about him and talk no, about no, the rest of the no, bands no, at night. No,
1: <laughs> the reason that I'm giving a little backstory is because this... This this connects to Badflower in a way. Okay, okay. So in the whole time that he's playing, and I do want to throw this out there, I have no issue with artists being political, like in their day to day lives. I'm not I'm not in the shut up and dribble crowd. Right. But I will say, when you are playing a show for paying customers, leave it for the social media afterwards. Kind of like yeah. like if you want to put it in your songs. Go for it, but if your songs aren't inherently political, don't just go on political rampages in between songs because it, it just gets an- cringy and, and annoying. And he kept doing that, and it's whatever, you know. And, and I and I will argue that I whatever I don't want to I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But the thing is, is he was arguing that Bad Wolves were in the record label were trying to cancel him and the whole thing. And anytime anyone says the word cancel, I just get annoyed because no one knows what it means, so it's just whatever that's whatever now the thing about bad will not bad he was wolves. playing the martyr is what you're saying he was playing the martyr he was pretending like he's a victim and he's been to right. despite quite literally using his platform to talk about <laughs> being to which is my biggest issue with anybody if you have a platform don't use the platform to say you've been de-platformed. Yeah, exactly that's it so the reason this ties back into bad flower is Bad Flower is quite the opposite of of Tommy Vexed. in so for a reference, there was a, a shirt, one of the Tommy Vex merch shirts was Rage Against the Vaccine. Whatever. It just that's for context of where right. we're looking at. Again. And Bad Flower is very like a lot of their songs are about mental health and not being okay and, 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 and whatnot. And they kind of fall like the Badflower fan base probably falls more on the left side of the, the thing. And the reason I bring this up is because halfway through the set, the the Badflower lead singer goes and he's like, he's like, listen, I say this as the vegan soy boy that I am. Now, soy boy is an insult for being feminine. Yes. Um. And he's like, Tommy Vex, that was the most rock and roll thing I've ever seen. And the reason I say that is because I want I wanted to bring in that. Tommy Vex was very annoying and Bad Flowers on the opposite side. But then there was a moment uh, where music unites everybody and everyone, because everyone was down with the Tommy Vex stack. That was right in his wheelhouse. He had the the crowd he needed. And I thought that was a cool moment where he was like, all right, you make bad music and you're annoying, but (laughs) you you make the music in my genre, so I'll respect you for the time being. Well, good. I didn't want to go on a Tommy Vex rant, but I, I...
0: But then you did. He spent 20 minutes talking about. It. I
1: didn't spend 20 minutes. Okay, so Bad Flower was awesome. I wanna, I wanna say, and I didn't mention this about Stitch Apart, but we're gonna both Stitch Apart and Bad Flower got the one more song treatment, despite not really being the headliner and scheduling not allowing for that. And they both came out and they played one more song, which was nice. cool. And so, like, Lou Brutus is out about introducing Lim Biscuit. And Bad Flowers playing their encore song when they're like going over time when they're not supposed to be that was that was a cool, fun moment. Um then Limbiscuit comes out and we're like, okay, cool, Limbiscuit. I I kinda use this time to walk around and get my legs because 'cause I've been standing or sitting all day, so I wanted to not that I hate Limbiscuit, but I wanted to, you know, get some walking under my belt. And then I wanted to try to get into the picture line for Limbiscuit, but it wasn't moving fast enough, so I got out of it and just went back to my seat. Uh, but Limbiscuit, all in all, despite I I can't say that I'm a fan of the Limbiscuit music. They were fine. They were fun.
0: They're fun in concert. I've seen them.
1: They're they're fine. I've Um, seen them in
0: a small venue.
1: And I don't even think Biscuit is inherently as bad as many people say they are. Like I think they get kind of the Nickelback treatment, where nobody knows why they hate them. They just hate them. Yeah, it just gets
0: into the zeitgeist, and everybody just thinks they're supposed to have a certain opinion.
1: Yeah, and so.
0: They're fine. I've seen Nickelback live, and and I'm not the biggest fan, but they put on a great show.
1: Yeah, and and Fred even said this before he played their cover of Behind Blue Eyes. He was like, "I'm not a singer. I'm an entertainer." I don't know if you could tell that. That's what he said to us. And he's like, "So I'm gonna need some help with this one." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." Um, the the highlight of Limb Biscuit though, and we kind of mentioned this, is that for full Nelson. They brought a guy up on the crowd to help him. Yes. And the reason that this is funny is because I always like I I always not really more anymore, but when I was younger and I kinda got the kid treatment at shows, I always like prepared not to get go on stage and play a song, but if Yeah, but you had that
0: in the back of your mind. What yeah, if
1: like okay. What,
0: what if someone grabs me? Like <laughs> like when
1: we saw Breaking Benjamin the when like their return we were in the pit, right? Yeah, and I knew a select few Breaking Benjamin songs from from top to bottom, right? I was like, if if I get pulled up, I I'm ready. And you always see like the videos, like every now and then, Avenged Sevenfold bring a fan up on stage, so it's always something that's in, in the back of my head.
0: Well, and and that one time we were in the pit for Godsmack, Sully was giving you quite a bit of attention. He
1: did, and I was like, I don't know Godsmack songs. <laughs> um, I can come up and do. The battle of the drums with you guys i'll <laughs> lose but i can do it but yeah so i always whenever and that was the first time i've ever seen that really happen whereas they bring a fan up on the stage and 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 play the song but what's funny is that they bring up this guy who's who's wearing no shirt in a kilt because you know guys that are in the limb biscuit pit and they do full nelson and i've never heard full nelson before so I don't know what I'm what I'm about to expect but seemingly this guy did a very very good job of doing full Nelson because and he was running around and being like a front man and jumping up and doing like singer moves and stuff that it almost could have been staged and if not for another detail that I'll get into for uh Saturday I would have just assumed it was staged um but then uh and I thought that was really funny. Apparently, that guy was in the Facebook uh, Facebook group complaining a lot. And Everyone's like, "What are you complaining about? You literally wanted to You literally were like Fred Durst too for a song, <laughs>
0: right? Like, yeah. How bad of a time could he like, have had? You're you're complaining that
1: they don't want you to mosh. You got to go on stage instead. Like where? <laughs> right. Where's your complaints? Um. So that kind of caps off that day. That's Thursday. Nobody played no. after Limp Biscuit. No, they were the headline. Oh, okay. Well, someone played after. I don't know. Right, right. But
0: time. they, I for some reason I thought there was a, a another band.
1: No, Limp Biscuits was the headline. All
0: right, so let's close this thing out with Saturday.
1: So Saturday comes in- and,
0: yeah, and you guys, you have now had three solid days of festival music.
1: Yes, uh, we. At have. this
0: point, at, at at any point, are you like ready to tap, or you're like, no, nope, we're 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 doing this. No,
1: I'm I'm ready. Um, so we get there while Rachel Lauren is playing and Rachel Lauren, we did, it was annoying because I saw her name and I think it was just like the way that her, she had a, she has a cool name, like the last name Lauren That is a cool last name. So I was like, okay, I think that this is kind of going to be in the realm of maybe you're pretty reckless. It's just like a girl that can sing with a backup band. That's, full of guys that can play very well but it's like her thing so i i do some research i go onto the apple musics i i find rachel lauren and they everything has her labeled as pop so i'm like oh maybe she's not gonna be cool um and we the first band that we wanted to see that day was body count at 410 so hypothetically we didn't have to go show up for some time but we ended up going early enough where we walked in as rachel lauren was kind of coming out so we we watched her for a bit and we're like okay this is this is all right this is cool and i thought she put on a great show my counterpart bought rachel lauren merch because it was like ten dollars um but i thought i didn't know a song that she played or anything but i thought she was i thought she did a good job we go down to the pit for body count so the reason that this came about was because body count replaced motionless and white Yes. And Motionless and White...
0: Good trade-off, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. It dropped out. But the thing is, the pit tickets just carried over. So if you bought Motionless and White paint, pit tickets, you now have body count pit tickets. They, their fan bases don't have too much carryover. Right. Right. So I it seemed... And the the pit was very body count fan-heavy, so it seemed like a majority of were guys that were able to get... Last minute body count pit tickets for for cheap or whatever. Nice. So body count was really fun, just simply because they they all come out and they they look and dress like what you would assume a rap group would dress like. Like if you saw them with Ice T, you would be like you were like, okay, that might be Ice T's entourage of his rap group. Right. They come out and they have the double bass drum and the the Schechter guitars and they're playing and it's just the band at this point. They're playing their music. And then you just see just like they're playing for a minute or so. And then you see like a pit, pissed off guy with all black and his black LA Dodgers hat coming out. And he just looks angry because ice T is always angry. And then he, he comes well, out. Correction.
0: Ice T always just looks like he's angry.
1: Yeah. I don't think he's actually angry right. at this point. Um, which but, I wonder if, if that is an ice thing. Cause ice cube is also looks like he's always <laughs> angry. Um, Although when Ice Cube gets TV slash movie roles, they make his character angry, not Law and Order SVU guy. True, which I still is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Of I, uh, I love Ice T on that show. But Ice T comes out, and he, and he's looking all angry, and and he's a very funny guy on top of being angry. He's, but he's just come off hip surgery, and so he's like, I can't do the Randy Blythe jumping around. I just have to just stand here, and we're like, "All right, Ice T, you're forgiven." <laughs> but and then you know he, he keeps he's doing the Ice T bit, and he brings out his daughter for a song, and she's like dancing, and it was really funny because she's like five, Um, she had her pigtails, and it was, it was everyone thought it was very fun. But then um, at the end of at the end of the show, he was talking again about how he's 63. And he's like, I'm 63, but it, I'll still bust your ass. <laughs> and everyone was having a great time.
0: Ice T is awesome, but
1: Ice T was awesome. They were, and Motionless and White's a band I wouldn't mind seeing, but y- you can see Motionless and White probably any like, I- any time. Right? I don't body counts kind of like a a once in a that's true. You don't know when that train's gonna come back around. So that was that was that was pretty cool. Then after Ice-T, we got either Bad Omens or Gemini Syndrome. And I'm going to skip Let's over... Let's talk about Gemini yeah, Syndrome. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna skip over Bad Omens just because I don't know a single Bad Omens song besides... Well, I didn't know any of the ones that they played. I've seen them open for both for my Valentine before, so I knew that they kind of put on a good show. So I went I watched that one for a bit. Um, Which, actually, no, that's a lie. Because after them was Chevelle. So it went Bad Omens, Chevelle, then Gemini Syndrome. Oh,
0: okay. Let's talk about Chevelle.
1: Yeah, so Chevelle... Is in, in the leaderboards of bands I've seen the most. Chevelle's gotta be up. They might be the like the band I've seen the most out of bands. It's either them or Seether at this point. But uh, or Sick Puppies. We've seen them in their heyday. We saw them, saw them a good bit. So I've seen Chevelle before. I don't know what to expect. The only difference is they don't have uh, our boy Dean right now. They have some touring bass player, right? Um, and I believe they said his name. I don't remember it. But uh,
0: we'll but, call uh, him Joe, the touring bass player,
1: Joe. We'll call him hot rod. So, and they come out and it's a Chevelle show. Um, I don't, I don't really know what, like they, they sound great. Pete's always fun. He's not like in, he's not like directly funny. It seems like he's more like, kind of like awkwardly funny. Cause he says just a few remarks that make you chuckle, but right. Like, uh, but they're playing it and they played all the ones that they like. They played a few new songs. Um, They didn't play jars, which is a theme when I see Chevelle, but it's okay. (laughs) They played it when I saw them like their own headlining show at the, at the pageant the one time. But other than that, they never played jars at a, at a festival. And that's where we always see them. Um, But they, you know, they, they were really good. The only thing is, It's hard to leave Chevelle to go get a spot for Gemini Syndrome, especially since I'm the one that wants to see Gemini Syndrome and I can see anywhere. So I'm like, I'm like, leave, I'm the balls in your court. If you want to go up and get a spot, go for it. If not, we can, we can ride this out. Um, Chevelle, then they, they, like I said, they played all, they played everything that they needed to. Um, They even added in forfeit, which they, I've seen them play live before, but that's not really one that they throw in the festival. So that one was, that was cool um they sound good still uh pete is awesome That uh, i don't know
0: yeah he's they, always fun to watch it, it's they, it's they've h- they, 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 they put on a high energy show for three guys they put yeah. out a ton of sound
1: it, it's hard for me to i feel like i i sound like i'm not interested in chevelle but the chevelle standard is numb to me because i've seen them so many right. times so i know what it's gonna be i know it's gonna be really good i know it's gonna sound really good i know i'm gonna have a great time but yeah and,
0: and expectations were met
1: expectations so. were met they yeah it's not like when you see shine down you're like they have put on one of the greatest shows i've ever seen and then they don't they play like six songs because all <laughs> the time that they spend with sound effects in between songs sorry shine down so then we get to see gemini syndrome who this is my redemption moment because i had bought tickets to a gemini syndrome show before and i didn't stay for them which always kind of bummed me out had circumstances been different perhaps i stay at i stay for them but I, I saw stitched apart and dipped. In my defense, there was a tornado ravaging. Right, the city.
0: yeah, you know, the, the city was <laughs> about to be wiped out. Yeah,
1: so you know we had to go back to our shelter. But uh, side note, that might have been the first show I went to by myself, which is like a theme that I do every now and then. Yes, and I think that was the first one I did. Um, and they were really good, which I was expecting because they have a really unique. I don't want to say unique sound but like a unique persona.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about their sound a little bit. They've got I mean not now but when we talk about their new music that's out. I have I've got some
1: Are you bothered by them? No, not at all. Oh.
0: Um but we'll talk about it when we talk about their their okay. new music. So
1: and so and they're all great musicians but Aaron the singer is has a really cool voice and he's able to kind of hop. He doesn't do a lot of the cookie monster but he's able to do it like yeah jumps back and forth right and um and more or less he's he's like the kind of singer that they don't have a lot of cookie monster in the studio but whenever you know bust out for the live performances just to add a little little to it um but they were and i don't know if they just didn't play for as long as other bands did or just felt shorter or what because and they played all the songs like they played all the songs that i think they should play except for morning star but again I, there's just there's. Uh, you have
0: to reside resign yourself to the fact that if you're a super fan of a band, you're, you're probably right. there. You're not. There's going to be those songs that you're not going to hear.
1: No, I know, I know. Because your
0: average fan I know.
1: or listener, the, the issue has is, no idea what that song the, is. No, the the issue is that was a single off their first album. The
0: the exception to that is when we saw Guns and Roses. And They played just everything, ago. and yeah, and they literally played their entire catalog. But
1: the the thing that. And again, I'm not actually bothered by this. I I knew I wasn't going to see it coming in, but it's a song that they're they're about to release their third album now. But even when they only had the two albums, they would still throw that one in the in the set list. So I was I was hoping for it. I was not expecting it, if I should say. But they were really good. Um, they played everything that they needed to. They they played good balance of the the three new singles that they have out. Um, that not the one, they didn't play the one that they just released like the other day, um, but they played the the three singles on that one have like been released since 2020. They right. just kind of just dropped them. And they opened with idK, which I think is a, re- a really good song, but um, and I thought that was a great song to open with, but they they played their the what they needed to play. um and they have they just have a cool like Aaron was wearing like a tuxedo thing. Um, I, don't, I sent a picture of it. I sent Gemini send him pictures to you. I don't know if you caught what I'm talking about, but he had a, you know he had a cool outfit on, and he and he, when he talks to the crowd, it's, it's pr- like proper, like at the end of it, he was like, "Our time together has come to a close," like that kind of <laughs> right where he's playing that persona formal speak, yeah, um, and it got me all fired up. I, I like Gemini Syndrome a lot, uh, and they're gonna be. I think I mentioned this to you. They're gonna be uh, in my college town, but it's like right before the school year starts, so I won't even be there, which is very sad for me. But then after uh, Gemini Syndrome plays, we get uh, we get the legendary Danzig. Yes, uh, and Danzig was
0: who's older, Glenn Danzig or Ice T?
1: That's a great question. It is a good question. The, We're not gonna answer it right now. What I'm going to counter that with is that Ice T is three years older than Joey Belladonna. Yes. And six years older than Scott Ian. And he looks like 10 years younger than both of them. <laughs> With that being said.
0: I think Danzig's well into his 60s. I'm sure he is.
1: Um, and I, this is something that I've always like subconsciously known about Danzig. But I never like fully processed it. Is how different Danzig is from the Misfits. Oh yeah. Like I, I've, always, I've always known that Danzig has kind of been more into like. I don't want to say. I, I don't wanna give him a subgenre, but what the sound of Danzig is and Misfits is their punk thing. Right. But I've never like fully processed like this is like kind of that slow, gloomy Right, right. Not necessarily typo, but kind of the I think Danzig and typo are both very unique, but they're the closest thing to each other. Right, right. But and it comes out Well in,
0: and they're they're both more descendants of Black Sabbath than Yeah. You know, a punk band.
1: Yeah, and and so he and he, he the band behind them was really really tight. They were um they pr- played really well, and it was during the song "Twist of Cain," which I think has a very very fun riff. But they're playing it in the studio version has the harmonic on one of the notes, but then the other ones they don't have a harmonic. But all of the ones that like that were not open notes during that riff, they were doing harmonics, which sounds really cool when you use multiple different pitched harmonics in that style. Right. And so I'm watching, I'm like, this is, this is really cool. And the photo line, and this bothered me, for the photo line for Danzig was not that packed. So huh. I was able to go down and, and do the whole photo line for Danzig. Which bothered me, because I was like, I feel like we're being very disrespectful to Glenn up here. Yeah, you got a
0: legend in there he, that, that, again, you don't know when that train's going to come back around.
1: Yeah, and again, Danzig was a late addition, was he not? Yeah, I believe so. I don't remember who he replaced, but I'm sure whoever we replaced was not as good as Danzig. Right. And now, the the, the theme of Rockfest is he did not play Am I Demon, which we <laughs> thought he would. We we thought that was a safe bet, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a Danzig staple, and he didn't play it. It made me sad, but uh, he play he closed with Mother as he did. No, he didn't. That's a lie. He started playing Mother, and he's like, "We have one more for you." Which this makes sense because it's Mother. Um, I have to check to make sure. I can't remember. No, the side stage band was Pop People, so we didn't go to get a spot for Pop People. But we, I think we went to maybe go get like a lemonade refill or. We, we got up during Mother, cause, not during Mother, but near the end of Mother, and then like, we're in line, and then another song starts playing. <laughs> yeah, you.
0: you I, I don't know what the fascination with uh, constantly getting in line for things.
1: Well, you, you just do it in between. Like uh, No. The, the idea- no,
0: when Dan, If I'm if I'm in a Danzig show, I'm there until well, he walks off the you, stage and you're the lights right, come on.
1: You're right, but just for- I can do
0: it out of lemonade.
1: No, no, no. But here's the thing. You're right. You are, but the difference in viewing experience from our seat compared to the lemonade line were not that different. Okay. So, like, you're, you're, yeah, you move and you, you get up, but like, you, you still have, in fact, you're a little bit closer because it's more to the side. So, you have, you, you have a direct view of the stage still. Okay. It's not like,
0: it, you're it's forgiven. Not, I've just, I've just never, and I see this a lot. And, and, and Again, if it's a, if it's somebody you see every year and you know the show, whatever. But yeah, uh, you get the chance to see a Glenn Danzig. You are right. You sit there until those house lights come on. You are right.
1: The but uh, uh,
0: yeah, you can't just assume the song is going to be the last song. Well,
1: when he says this is the last song, and he's not a headliner, like he's a big name, but he's not the headliner, right. so he's still adhering to a schedule. And you just you know all you can do. Is take guys for their word, okay? <laughs> and when a guy... No one knows the schedule except for the the festival guys. They don't know, like, when the actual cutoff for, you know. And so you're like, okay, he knows when the cutoff for his show is. I believe him. So when he just blatantly lies to you... As he will. Nah, no, Danzig's forgiven. He was great. Although I will say, um, I thought this was funny. I really did think Danzig was not from america i just it, you know the it just made sense to me so that i text you laugh i text you i'm like where's danzig from and you're like jersey and i was like oh okay
0: and i'm not 100 on that but i know i know he's not from like you know transylvania i thought he
1: was, <laughs> I, I thought i really thought he was from somewhere in europe but that's fine
0: all right tell me about corn let's close this thing out by the way we've 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 ran rather long on this show Which is fine. Which is fine. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Iron Maiden, New Music, Gemini Syndrome, all that stuff on the next show. Yes. So, and what we're going to do, a little trickery of podcasting that people might not be familiar with, we're going to just record that as soon as we stop talking about this. And then it'll be our next show. Yes. So we we, will pull the curtains back a little bit. (laughs) So, uh... Also, all game shows are filmed on Fridays.
1: (laughs) Okay, so corn it, now as we uh, another theme that i kind of mentioned is i've seen corn before multiple times yes so again i know what i'm getting into the the wild card here is that there's no fieldy in that in reginald if Reginald's not your favorite member of Corn, he's not the most important, but he's got to be your most favorite.
0: Oh, I wouldn't downplay his importance. There's there's a lot of heavy bass in Corn. Well,
1: there, there is. And he's but got like a twelve string bass. He, that he doesn't. He's got a six string, I think. No, but the reason I say that is because like a lot of people were like, there's people complaining that Fieldy wasn't gonna be there on the Facebook group, and it's like, as awesome as Fieldy is, he's just a bass player.
0: When we saw the one time I've ever seen Korn... It was a twin bill with Corn and Limb Biscuit yes. in a small venue. Yes, the pageant. Yes, and Fieldie's band opened up; they were the opener. Wonderful. It was. It was kind of cool.
1: So, and the thing about Corn is that
0: it was better than when uh, Tim Commerford's band opened for Profits of
1: Rat? Yes. Okay. So the thing about Corn is, I think, due to like just the nature of what Corn is, I think they're vastly underrated in the sense that. No one really recognizes how awesome each of the individual musicians are. Yes. Like everyone's just like, okay, it's corn. They look like they're in prison. Whatever. But like Ray Luzier, I I gave the I gave the best technical guitar player ever to John Five. I'm not going that far with Ray Luger, but I'm gonna say, technically speaking, he's one of the greatest drummers I've ever seen live. Um I don't know how deep that I've seen Danny Carey live, that's about it, but um how deep that list goes but i mean he's he's a very very good technical drummer and then the the two the two guys uh, monkey and head i think kind of created seven string guitars like i i know brian welch wasn't like in the factory making the seven string but you know what i'm saying they made that a thing right and now that's a thing that like if you're a heavy band you're like okay well we can't make the E string get that low so we have to add another one, um. But and then so then you know and then as you mentioned the heavy basing that Fieldy does is great. Ra Diaz is no slouch on the bass. That's true.
0: Um, it's, it's not like they just you know got some random. Uh,
1: yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't, didn't like, get the
0: guy from Chevelle.
1: Yeah, they didn't get the guy from the Chevelle. Or the running joke is that they didn't go and get a twelve year old.
0: Right. Time.
1: Because they've done that before.
0: They have, which I think is awesome.
1: No, it is awesome. Um, I'm
0: I'm sure Robert Trujillo's kid can play. Oh, I'm... I am a feeling Robert Trujillo's been teaching that kid bass <laughs> since since he could hold one up.
1: No, yeah, you're right. But, like, in and one thing that they, they were talking about is, like, while they've been on tour with Rod Diaz, like, all he does is just, like, play corn songs on the bass. Like, he just sits in the tour bus practicing corn songs. Oh, good. Which is good, because he's just, like, you know... But he was you know, he was a fine bass player. My one complaint, and this is not really as much of a complaint as much as it's like a joking complaint. It's not as visible to everybody, but if you're in the pit for a corn show, which we weren't, but I've been in the past, you'll notice that every now and then in between songs, Jonathan walks off stage and he goes to his he gets his oxygen, right? Yes. Which does not bother me in the slightest. The only reason it bothers me. Is because, like, he goes and does his scatting and freak on a leash, and then he goes and gets his oxygen. And then he immediately, like, a few songs later, brings out probably if, of every <laughs> instrument that requires, like, heavy breathing and, like, top-notch lungs. He brings out the bagpipes. <laughs> and he plays the intro before they even go into, like, the bagpipes part of Shoots and Ladders. He just does a bagpipe solo. And he plays the bagpipe for so long.
0: Well, maybe <laughs> that is why he hits the oxygen during the show. Kind of yeah. the same, the same idea as if you're going to do some heavy cardio in the evening, you drink all day long. You're right. And again,
1: this is more of a joking complaint than anything, right? Because I, but love, I'm sure
0: there's, I'm sure there's like, there, I'm there's, i there's got, there's a, uh, I'm sure he's got a yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he, got, knows he knows what, what he's, doing. he's doing.
1: Um, but, but it, it, it makes me laugh because right. I'm like. Y- y- that song was too hard and now, you know, you get your breath. Now all of a sudden you're doing the hardest <laughs> thing. Probably the most impressive feat of the entire festival was him playing the bagpipes. Um, but whatever. So, and it, it, it's funny because, you know, the bagpipes, but they, they played a lot of, they had a, cause they also fell into the, the trap where they had their 2019 album and then no tour. Right. Because things happen. But, uh, so it's kind of like they're they're finally getting on the tour with that album, which I can't remember the name of. It's white. It's called To the Nothing, maybe something like that. Uh, I really need to learn my album names. I'm really bad at that now. I I just think of every album as the color that it is. But um, and and so they get to play that. They played a few old ones. They played it. They played like at least five or six songs off that album. I want to say, and then they played. Uh, a few ones off of the album that blind is on like that early one. That's like a swing set picture. Yeah. I don't know the name of that one either. Um,
0: I think that was just called corn.
1: That might have just been self-titled. Yeah, you're right. Um, so they had, you know, they had a good variety of songs and now the, 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 this is the last one, And the only reason this one bothers me is because I've seen them play it live so many times. They always open with it. They didn't play right now. And right now might be the best corn song. Interesting. They played... The the only thing that rivals right now is either... uh, Is probably Coming Undone. I really like that song as well. Although those are poser corn answers. One thing that I was... I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I really wish there was an outside chance that it was happened, but since they were not on the same night, I figured it was logically impossible or logistically impossible. There was a song on the Serenity of Suffering, which was their 2016, 2017 album um, with Corey Taylor. And it's yes. a very good song. And I was like, just hoping that there'd be a part of me that Corey Taylor stuck around for the third day and would come out and <laughs> do a different world with, with corn. Cause I think that would have been uh, an awesome Awesome thing. Um, and then one last note kind of wrapping this all up is we mentioned pop evil. Then we did. I, we didn't watch them. Uh, pop evil was the replacement for avatar.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that, that's a trade like, down. In y- yeah.
1: Life. You, you trade, you know, you trade Corey Taylor, you, Snoop dog for Corey Taylor, motionless and white for uh body count. There's bound to be a trade that doesn't go your way. Right. Um, you know, the player to be named later doesn't doesn't add up.
0: <laughs> Didn't work out for the, the, for the trade. And Pop Evil's
1: not bad. They're just not and Avatar. They're not Avatar,
0: yeah. So.
1: And in their defense, there's very few bands that are Avatar. Um, But yeah, that was Rockfest.
0: So would you do it again? Was that, was that a once do it again. In a lifetime thing? No, or that I would, would do it again. would definitely do it again.
1: I don't know how willing I would be even to this point to go to a Rocklahoma or I guess Rock in the Range doesn't exist anymore, but one of those one of those festival like Chicago open air. because right. I think it I think it is kind of the realm of the reason you wouldn't be interested in in a festival. Well there is
0: and I don't know if Rockfest in Wisconsin probably not, but uh there was like one country company that ran a lot of those. Yeah. Like Rocklahoma, the Southern Rebellion. Southern
1: Rebellion's another one, um, louder than life. Yeah. It um, was all
0: run by like, one company.
1: Not Southern, Rebellion. it's not a. Are you thinking Carolina, Car- Carolina Rebellion? Re- yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Carolina Rebellion um, is another one that I think is ran the loose way. And I'm going off of like video from the, the crowd, but it, it seems like it's a stage and then just a mile of people standing. Right. Um, especially like the European ones, like a Vakin or a Download or a Rock. Am ring rock m park or whatever those are called i don't know if i could enjoy that especially since all the flags are in the way yeah but uh this was one that i think was ran so well and smooth that it didn't necessarily feel like a music festival in the sense that of like what you would expect a music festival to be It's just like all right because and i didn't mention this but i i've, I've told it to you off air um, the, the side stages being in pavilions really felt like you're watching them like in a bar setting or like in a small club. And so it it really
0: gives it a good vibe.
1: Yeah. Like when you're in a, you know, you're watching one of the side stage bands, you're in a, you're in a pavilion that has fans and I mean like literal ceiling fans, not fans of the music, but you, you know, and, it's not too bright. You take your sunglasses off, or it, it feels like you're in an inside right. venue, and then you take a few steps, and you're in the sun, and you're back in the 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 the, the whole thing. Um,
0: All right, it, we need to wrap this up. Yeah.
1: So I don't I don't know how much I have left. Uh, I, I didn't. I don't I think you
0: can have anything. Left.
1: I didn't dub a performance of of Friday like I did the other two days, but I would. Uh, it's gotta be between Gemini Syndrome and Chevelle. I would say, not that Korn isn't uh, on the level. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm not s- a contest. I know, but I, basing it off just how good the show was compared to others. All know. right,
0: that was Rockfest. We will come back next week with our new music from Iron Maiden, Gemini Syndrome, Tremonti, much, much more. Thank you for listening. Please email us at it's at gmail.com. Check out our socials at It's the Way of Rock. Also our website where you can listen to this podcast, it's com. We will talk to you next time.